Hello. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. I'm your host, Sergio. I am here with your host, Other Sergio. Jeff. At some point, you're going to host one of these, right? Like, this, that's going to happen. I'm actually more comfortable, you know, being the co-host. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be like, okay Jeff. Force me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Like, here, here are the keys. Don't hit a tree. Yeah, I, well, I've got four eyes, so I can see quite well. Oh, yeah. Well, if you hit a tree, you might get a splinter. Oh! oh what are we talking about this time, Jeff? You hitting a tree. <laughs> No, we're talking about me hitting you with a tree. The splinter, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is going to be the twenty thirtieth episode. Twenty thirtieth. The twenty third thirtieth episode. Yes. Yeah. And in the year twenty twenty of our Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and every fifth episode, we do a character spotlight. This time around, uh, we're doing Splinter. Um, it's taking us six of these spotlights to get to him. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Splinter character is one that is d- very different from iteration to iteration. A, that This is very true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about specifically him because we've kind of danced around the character a lot uh, when we talk about different versions of the Turtles. Mm-hmm. But we've never actually sat down and just been like, hey, what up with that rat? Yeah. Uh, so, so Yeah. Obviously, you you can tell that his origins kind of stem from you know that classic you know master student relationship. You know mm-hmm. a lot of kung fu. You know, Kevin Eastman, and Peter Lair probably up watching a lot of kung fu movies at night. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and took a lot of inspiration from a lot of those, which is is very common. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Type of character. Um, it was uh, with a spin on it. Yeah, yeah, and and. The original Turtles comic was very, very uh, influenced by Daredevil. Yeah. So, Splinter, even Splinter's name comes from Stick. Yeah. Which was Daredevil's master or mentor, however it was in the, you know, in the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. So, well, we have to start at the beginning. We have to start with Mirage. I, we we kind of do. We can, we kind of do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Splinter being the master and being the rat how each version gets him from human to rat Mm -hmm. or from rat to big rat Mm -hmm. is very different. Mm -hmm. In the original Mirage, the Splinter character was originally a rat. Uh, That rat then mutates into a big rat who learned ninjutsu from his master by watching him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you you know my opinion on that. The, the the idea that you can learn ninjutsu as an animal by watching somebody is ludicrous. Yeah. But it works. Whatever, I've moved past it. The the, the odd thing about that original Mirage uh, origin is it's weaved so closely with the Orokusaki character mm-hmm. and the Hamato Yoshi character. And after the first issue, both of those are completely out the window. Yeah. Like, one of them was dead in Japan. The other one is dead in New York. And the only real ninjutsu person, other than the turtles, left for a while is Splinter. Yeah. 
and it's not like he goes by another name. It's not like, oh, he's Hamato Yoshi. Like, he, he doesn't even, like, claim a clan. He's just a smart rat. I really don't know what I want to say about Splinter at all. Yeah. Um, like, that, that original origin has been, they've piggybacked on it several times. They've, they've revisited it several times. Like, mm-hmm. the, the 2K3 Splinter is basically the same story. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I do have an addendum. Okay. Uh, the only, the, in the Mirage comics, uh, Splinter in, in that iteration, um, well, being the first issue, it's, you don't really see in any other form um, going to, into different medias like television movies where he trained the turtles to go kill Orokusaki. That's right. He he trained them as ninja assassins, almost like that's in the title of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. I mean, that was it, plain and simple. Like, go kill Orokusaki. Yeah. That's what you were trained for. That's what I, you know, that's what I've been doing. To, you know, and you don't get that in any other version. No, no. Uh, you get you get the soft reboot of that version. Mm-hmm. Because cause as the 2K3 has the same origin, but it doesn't have the same mission. It doesn't have the same... Like in that one, he's raising a family mm-hmm. who happens to be you know ninjas, who, who happen to have to deal with Orokusaki. With some twists. Yeah, with some, a lot of twists. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the 1990 movie also took that same origin. Mm-hmm. You know, he started as a rat. And as a child, that was immensely confusing for me mm-hmm. because ha- having been really, really into the cartoons where he started as a dude, mm-hmm. watching the movie where he starts as a rat, I did not understand why. Yeah. I didn't, I was like, why change that? Why change that? Why do they change that? Mm-hmm. I ended up being fine with it, of course, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand it. And it was, I mean, it took years. It was, I was probably late adulthood when I realized, oh, the reason they did that is because that's how it was in the comics. Yeah. This movie isn't based on the cartoons. It is based on the comics. Yeah. And then the, the cartoon origin was like, kind of like the dumbed down, watered down, you know, version. Um, I say watered down. Oh, I was actually going to say elaborate for, for children to understand or to, for them to get it. I yeah. was like, why? He was like, well, we got all kinds of crazy stuff going on out there. That never made sense to me. Like, why a rat couldn't mutate into a human? <laughs> like, a, a humanoid form, in other words. And I was like, I, I don't understand that. I mean, like, we got freaking giant robots running around everywhere from a distant planet. You like, know, it's, it's really funny. The, the, one of my key contributors on Reality Breached is this guy named Reed. Mm-hmm. You know Reed. I don't yes. know if the listeners here know who that is, but one of his things when we talk about movies is explain that. Mm-hmm. Like if a character knows how to do backflips off of a you know of a building, Reed wants to know how that person knows how to do that. Are they a gymnast? Are they a ninja? How did they get these skills? Like he he wants to know why. Mm-hmm. And looking at Splinter's origin in the cartoon, it feels very readish. It feels like someone was in a pitch meeting and they were like, oh, well, he's a rat. And someone said, why? 
well, because he, he mutated from, you know, he was small, now he's big. But why does he know ninjutsu? Because he, cause he, you know, watched the, he watched his master. That doesn't make any sense. Rewrite it and make it make sense. And then someone went into a dark room and came back and said, let's just say he's a human, and he turns into a rat. Mm-hmm. And then that business meeting guy was like, genius. Let's make it, let's slap him on the lunchbox. Green light it, make action figures. Action like, figures and lunchboxes and everything. That, that's what it feels like. It just feels like when, some, when they had to show their work, they didn't have any, so they created a new similar character where all of the showed work made more logical sense. And I'm I'm willing to bet you that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it it is it is way easier to explain to not just children anybody. Mm-hmm. The last animal you touched is what you mutate into. Yeah, you know residual DNA Man, is if you, everywhere. If you touch a sloth, I feel sorry for you. You would be adorable. <laughs> yeah, <it> would <laughs> be a man sized sloth. Yeah. Be a walking sin, <laughs> but 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 yeah yeah like it. Personally, I like the whole he used to be a human origin way more, hmm. just because it adds a depth to the Splinter character mm-hmm. that he doesn't have if he starts as a rat. Yeah, you know uh, if he's lived an entire life in Japan before even arriving in New York City mm-hmm. and being forced into the sewers and to raise these, uh, the, you know, these adolescent turtles. That is way more interesting to me. There's more, okay. there's more of a direct lineage to Japan and ninjutsu and that whole culture than just a pet rat. I'll give you that, you know, uh, and, and that's, and, and that origin has been kind of mirrored as well. Uh, the, the two the, the the Nickelodeon show that's the origin there is he started as a human mutated into a tur- in, into a rat a turtle rat a turtle rat and in that show it kind his mutation in that show kind of informed the mutations for the entire show yeah like in the Nick show they don't ever really define what mutagen does. Mm-hmm. It takes people who are animals and makes them smart. It takes people who are humans and turns them into animal humans. What's it going to do to this guy? Yeah. It takes plants and turns them into people and vice versa. So they, they really just kind of stretch their legs when it comes to mutations in that show. Yeah. Which I'm fine with it. I am too. Like it's done really well. It's like a nice, you know, let's just put all this stuff in a blender, mix it all up. That's right. Make put- a delicious, delicious hit show shake. <laughs> uh, I, I guess the last one, I, the, the last unique origin I want to talk about is, is and you're familiar with this now, is IDW. Because mm-hmm. it's the one that is go- that really uh, went crazy. It, 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 really crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, like you had the, the the traditional. Hey, I'm a rat. I found these, you know, turtles, and now we're all smart. It, it it takes that origin and kind of bolts on top of it a family aspect that we've had never seen before. Mm-hmm. In that Splinter is the reincarnated soul of a an ancient dead uh, Foot Clan 
elite or whatever. Mm-hmm. So having the reincarnation be a core plot line starting from the first run of issues adds again depth to the splinter character that oddly enough he really needs because mm-hmm. you can only go so far with wise old man this is very true and mo- the- a, lot, a lot of the times that he's a very shallow character mm-hmm. I'm the wise old man sometimes I'm funny yeah do you need advice well, I'm going to speak to you in a cool voice and give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he gets to be awesome. You know, he he, mm-hmm. he, he knows how to hit somebody with a stick. Mm-hmm. But he's very one-dimensional. Yeah. So any any opportunity that writers are given to to, to add some, some, some character, some shape to, to, to Splinter is great. Mm-hmm. It's great. And... I know you're obviously you're not caught up on the IDW stuff, but Mm-mm. do you want spoilers? No. Okay. <laughs> like, Please no. The direction that they go leading up to not to issue 100, mm-hmm. and the direction they take the Splinter character is a direction that I had never seen before. Ooh, just makes me more excited. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Splinter does some stuff where I'm just like, dude. I didn't know that was in you mm-hmm. and it's exciting. There's finally an excitement to his character. Well, that's cool in, in the IDW series because of the, the, the situations that he's been put in. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm very excited to go through some more issues of that with you just because there's so much there. Yeah. So, so much to work with. Didn't they release a, uh, their first hardback uh, for IDW? Um, uh, no, there's about 10 hardbacks now. There's something I saw, and I can't remember what it was. There's, I think it had Raphael in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's been out for a few years now. Yeah, they have ten. Oh, okay. They have literally ten of those volumes. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, oh, and they're so beautiful. They're beautiful. Let's talk about preferences. Jeff, what is your favorite Splinter? I think the one that is 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 fleshed out the most. Um, I'd have to go with the uh, 2K12. Okay. The the Nick Splinter. Okay. Um, just going through and rewatching the episodes, and he's he's both fatherly and humorous, and you know, and wise, and you know, it, it's and they go back to that, like you said, like we said earlier, like you said earlier, we go back to that origin where he was a dude. He was a dude. Got mutated into a rat mm-hmm. and um, instead of him being just that, like, you know, give you advice and stuff. He's all of those things mm-hmm. and more in that series. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he comes with a backstory. Yeah. You know, the whole Karai subplot mm-hmm. that is woven through, I believe seasons two and three, I could yeah. be wrong, mm-hmm. but that's not possible if you start as a rat. So, right, th- that right there is a tangible benefit of of him being human. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hmm. what's my favorite Splinter? Mm. 
That's like that's a really good question. <laughs> rise. <laughs> Actually, let's let's talk about the rise splinter here for a second. I really like that guy. Like, it, it, I know you haven't watched very many episodes of of Rise, but instead of him being the wise old fatherly character, he's kind of like an old uncle babysitter <laughs> that doesn't really want much to do with the turtles. He doesn't even refer to them by their names. What? Yeah, he calls Raphael red. That and Donatello is purple. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's he's less of a father and just more of a a couch potato uncle dad. Uncle dad. Yeah, yeah. Just like, hey, leave me alone, and I won't kick you out. Is is basically the the attitude he has towards the turtles. Go away. My stories are on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he's for, for lack of a better word, fat. Like he's just a round fat rat. He's basically the ancient one from two K three. Okay, I'll with, give you that with fur. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I know you're not going to care if I spoil this, but yeah, that's fine. he's not even Hamato Yoshi. Like he's not Hamato Yoshi. He's not really tied to the Foot Clan like that closely. He ends up being the mutated, like he mutated from a Japanese kung fu actor named Lu Jitsu. That's awesome, though. Yeah. And the turtles grow up not knowing this. And so they're watching all these old Lu Jitsu tapes, and they're like, this is my favorite Lu Jitsu movie, and what's your favorite Lu Jitsu? Like this. And, and, and like the joke is that he's Jackie Chan, because like the joke is that he uses ladders and chairs to fight. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's Lu Jitsu's like, bread and butter, is he uses ladders and stuff. And I think close to the end of season one, they find out that Splinter is just mutated Lujitsu, and they kind of are mind blown. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like Rise is is a troubled show, but there's some nuggets of just what that's a crazy way to you know to do this character. And yeah, Splinter is really, they take a lot of liberties with that thing. Yeah. Well, also too, if I'm not mistaken, he's voiced by Eric Balza who also voiced Leonardo in the uh, Batman uh, vs. Ninja Turtles. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pretty cool dude. Oh. He was also Tiger Claw. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's got some He's got some turtles roots. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Oh, man. I, I think I have some rise on the, the, the DVR right now. Yeah. You know. But who is my... Which one is my favorite Splinter? <sighs> Oddly enough, I've probably got to go with IDW. Okay. Like everything you said about the the the, the Nickelodeon Splinter mm-hmm. is absolutely true and I agree with you and he's probably in my top 3 Splinters. Mm-hmm. But the IDW being a book that is more geared towards all ages and not just children right. allows the splinter character to have a ruthlessness to him mm-hmm. that you're just not going to see on a TV show. Right. And the, some of the choices that he makes and some of the, uh, the, the, the arcs that he goes through mm-hmm. uh, in IDW are kind of iconic for the book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Okay, um, because as as much as I love the original cartoon and as much as I love the original comics and stuff, 
the one note aspect of Splinter kind of ruins his character across the board. Yeah. For most of that stuff. Um especially in the original especially in the original cartoon uh and weirdly enough the 2K3 cartoon. Mm-hmm. He's very one note in that as well. Yeah. And that makes me sad cuz I like that guy. Yeah. You know, in the TMNT movie, he has what four scenes mm-hmm. and all of them are just uh, let me give you advice. Yeah. The 1990 movie. I'm even going to try to give Shredder advice. <laughs> and Danny. Yeah. Give Danny advice. Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Punch it up. Give, give, give me something else, you know? Yeah. yeah. What else you got about Splinter? I think he was one of the first action figures I got. Really? I think so. I don't think I've ever liked a Splinter action figure. Yeah. They 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 just really can't capture his his visage yeah. in plastic. Uh, like I just got the uh, the uh, the 1990 movie figures in the mail, like the the second run with Splinter and Shredder. That Shredder looks better than the was it the 12 inch? He still looks weird. Like that, all four of those molds are just bad. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't I know if it's it. like a B team or something. I, yeah, I saw it at GameStop this week, and I was like, wow, that looks better because the. The the twelve inch one looks like he's cross eyed. He still looks like he's kind of cross eyed. Does he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. Off. yeah. And and the splinter does not look good. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know who did those, but it's coming from NECA too. But yeah, yeah. Team B, B team must be the B team. It's got to be the B team if they're working oh, for GameStop, huh? Uh, huh? Uh, okay. Okay. Where do you stand on Splinter needing a cane, but also being being able to fight? I don't think he needs it. It's like, you don't think he needs it? It's it's like um I don't say it's a placebo. It's like Master Yoda. He didn't really need that cane. True. It's it's the the whole you It's 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 like a rope dope. No, not a rope dope. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> What? Um your eyes can deceive you. Type don't you know? Or it's it's, it's things it, aren't always what they appear to be. Yeah, yeah. Like you're projecting a an energy that seems weaker than it actually is. Yeah. It it it, it it's basically it's so your your enemies underestimate you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can get that. I can get that. How old do you think? Okay, how old do you think Splinter is? Like, if the turtles are teenagers, how old do you think Splinter is? You don't have to show your work or anything. I'm just curious where you have canonized his his age. I'm thinking maybe 40s, 50s. Really? Maybe. You're in your 40s, right? Yeah. Are you think do you think so you're wise enough to be a splinter? Maybe. I have a beard. <laughs> I do have fur. <laughs> I got I actually do give out wisdom to people. So, all right, okay. You see, in in my mind, he's no younger than sixty. Oh, okay. yeah. In my mind, he is an old man. Fifty, sixty. No, sixty. Absolutely, like possibly older. I don't know. Like, if you look at two K three, no, not two K three. If you look at the uh, Nick show, well, yeah, it, he it, it definitely it, looked like he was like in his late mid forties. Yeah, early fifties. And and it does, I guess, differ from version to version. 
you know, like if you look at the original movie, like he looks like an old man. Yeah. And 2K3, he's all gray. Yeah, he's all gray. He's Earl Gray. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Drink some tea. In in the original cartoon, like he kind of has a youthful face, but all of his mannerisms and behaviors seem like that of an elderly man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I he seems he seems sixty. So if the, okay. if the turtles are fifteen, let's just say the turtles are fifteen, that means they mutated when he was in his forties. And if he had an entire life before that, if he, he'd say he came to New York in his 30s, had a rough five years, it's, he turns 40, oh, there's an accident, I'm now a, okay, 50, between 55 and 60. Yeah. Yeah, the math the math works out. Now, if, if he starts as a rat, it doesn't really matter. His age is no longer a thing. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So you see him as a much younger man. Eh, it depends. Like my dad, I think was in his fifties when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the relationship with shredder. Cause we're, we actually have a shredder episode coming up soon, obviously. Okay. Um, unfortunately, a lot of this his relationship with the shredder is predicated on the origin. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the original cartoon, he's referring to him as Hamato Yoshi, you know, here and there. And this is going to, this is going to sound mean and it's going to be one of those things that they complain about in, in the comments on uh, iTunes. But why is their relationship interesting and not just some trope? It depends on the iteration. Okay. Um, you know, one murdering his master. So there's that revenge mm-hmm. uh, element. Um, or I would say your hero is only as good as, as your villain. And he's a really good villain. Um, yeah. Again, it depends on the iteration. You know, it... it with with the 2012 series, you had the weight of the daughter mm-hmm. aspect. Miwa. Yeah. And that, again, that, that pulls, that brings a lot of weight to it. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of like the, you know, I'm, I'm a lover of, of kung fu films. And it's just that, that trope has always been yeah. interesting. Or brother versus brother. Or friend versus friend. I mean, I've always mm-hmm. found that to be you know really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And 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 there have been stories that that play with those those concepts more than mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to see past the whole black and white of it. Mm-hmm. You know, to the far left, you have a truly altruistic, perfect character in Splinter, who has never shown uh, really making any mistakes, mm-hmm. or when he is there few and far between on the other end you have shredder the, the literal embodiment of evil in the, you know in all of these stories so naturally they are enemies the, 
the characters only get super interesting when you learn anything that is not those two absolutes. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think, that, again, I think that's why we're having so much trouble figuring out what to say yeah. about Splinter is because he's just, he's, he, someone went into his RPG settings and said everything to basic. No, not basic. Uh, it said everything to Paragon, you know? Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll and, go with that. And on, and on Shredder, they said everything to Renegade and just said, go. And uh, unfortunately, with the Turtles being inherently a, ch- you know, a children's franchise, you're not going to get more than that yeah. in, 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 in most scenarios. Like, movies are going to paint Splinter as the perfect good guy. Mm-hmm. Television shows are going to do the same thing. Comic books have a lot more freedom. Right. But you have to have a writer who wants to do something with it. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't happen that often. Yeah, it should. Um, I mean, instead of rebooting everything, just make stuff more interesting. A lot, well, a lot of times that has to come with a reboot. I mean, it just, yeah, but just don't yeah. rehash it. Make it, you know, like what the, the comics are doing now. Mm, just yeah. make it, flesh it out more. Yeah. You know? Get, get, give us some stakes. Give us yeah. give us a reason to, to, to care about these characters more. No, no I want steak. <laughs> Delicious steak. Uh, let's let's go a little lighter. So there's a a version of Splinter in the Image comics, mm-hmm. which I if for 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 listeners who may not understand where that falls, there was Volume One of the Mirage Run, which is the original canon books. Volume Two was the second set of Mirage books that were in color, ran for a short period of time. We'll go over those soon. I don't know if you'll enjoy them, but we'll we'll go over them soon. Right. Volume three is when Mirage said, "You know what? We're gonna put a hold on releasing any books. We're not do, we're not writing anything, so we're gonna license it out to somebody at Image to allow them to continue the story from one and two. And it got really bizarre. Donatello was a cyborg for I think the entire run." Uh, Raphael had his face deformed. Leonardo's hand got cut off. For a big chunk of those books, Splinter had a double mutation and was a bat. That's messed up. Yeah. And so the turtles are leaderless because their bat dad, (laughs) bat dad, bat dad, like had lost his mind and just flew away. And so there was there was a significant arc there where they were trying to find him and turn him back into regular Splinter. And I'm just taking a, a it's just a shot in the dark. Were were they on some really good drugs? It was the late '90s, so yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, or really bad drugs <laughs> in this case because that's 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 insane. It's weird. It, it, it like that whole run of books is real weird. Um, I appreciate the the the, the oddballness of, of a lot of the, the the things that happen in that story, mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to the end of it. Uh, IDW 
is reprinting it now, but once they're done reprinting it, the original writer and artist are coming back to finish the story oh, wow. that they weren't able to finish at Image. So That'll be interesting. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll find a way to canonize everything and mm. Volume 3 not mean anything. Who knows? Right. But situations like that where you take a character that is extremely well-known. Splinter is... When you think Ninja Turtles, you think Turtles... April Shredder Splinter like that's the core yeah like if you really know what you're talking about you probably will say Casey Jones mm-hmm. and Bebop and Rocksteady but those core seven the four turtles Splinter Shredder April yeah there is a an understanding of who those characters are in the in the collective conscious of pop culture mm-hmm when you take a character that is so ingrained in this is who this character is and just throw him into a situation or completely break his character, I'm down. Yeah. You know, like, uh, Superman, red sun. Oh yeah. You know, we, we got a movie coming out. Exactly. Like I don't watch DC movies. Yeah. Just because I'd be getting a code for that. I, I'll probably watch Superman Red Sun. Yeah. You know, because it's intriguing to think, hey, Superman landed in Nazi, was it not, it was Russia. Russia. Yeah, in Russia. He, he landed in Russia rather than the United States. Yeah. It's the Elseworld. The Elseworld stories are really good. Yeah. It's like, yes, sign me up for that. that. Yeah. And and the uh, images run with, with Splinter and the Turtles very much felt like an Elseworlds tale. So we need more of that. We do. You know, I want a Splinter miniseries. I, I, want, I, I want to know more about the character. I want to un- understand his day-to-day, his emotions, his, uh, you know, his relationship with April, mm-hmm. you know, other than, oh, you're human. Here, learn ninjutsu. <laughs> yeah. You know, Casey walks in, I help you fight. It's like, okay, we get it. Everyone you meet, you want to ninjutsize. Yeah. But... There's got to be more to him. There's got to be. There's a, there's a workout tape coming. <laughs> you can be a ninja too. <laughs> ninja size. <laughs> With a splinter. Now, take your walking stick. <laughs> like, and do 10 squats. The, I, who did the voice of Splinter in the original movie? That would be uh, Kevin Clash, a.k.a. Elmo. Elmo. Okay. Yeah. Or the baby dinosaur from Dinosaurs. Yes. Yeah. He has so many lines in that movie that are so memorable. Oh, yeah. And they're all delivered wonderfully. Like, And I, when I found out who did it, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. No freaking way. Like, you just, you don't think about it. I'm like, that's not a Japanese guy? That's kind of like the same thing for James Avery with Shredder. In the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's dope. Like that's amazing that you can do that with your voice. Yeah, and it worked. It, like me and a friend always had this inside joke that we would just say, "Four baby turtles." <laughs> it's like, hey man, what's in the fridge? Four baby turtles. Oh no, call Peter. <laughs> What do you need me to pick up from the liquor store? Four baby turtles. (laughs) So, I... 
I I like Splinter and I doing a character breakdown of him is upsetting mm-hmm. because of the the way he's been treated for 30 years. Yeah. You know. And I don't know I, I'm going to let you spit your opinion, but that's exa- that's how I feel. No, I mean I'm right there with you. Um you know, it's just it's just the you know, copy paste. You know, here's this, here's that. He's the same way, you know. You can only, I don't want to say enjoy it as much as, you, or you can only see the same thing over and over again until you're like, okay, let's, can we do something new mm-hmm. and different with it? And when they, um, it's like for me with sports, jazz it up, make some exploding balls, do <laughs> combine all the sports. It's not about the game. It's about the performance. <laughs> I know, but still, for me, I like a little bit of showmanship. You know, let's 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 have uh, rollerblade and and highlight and baseball and hockey, all of that, golf, all of it. So like roller football is what I'm hearing. Let's. Yeah. Hey, I'd watch it. Yeah, that that's the future. Um, oddly enough, what you're describing, not with the sports, but with like. We've done the, we've done the same splinter for thirty years. Let's try something new. Mm-hmm. Like as a culture, we've we've kind of groomed ourselves to immediately be like, "What different? No, different bad." It really depends. If it's a huge three hundred and sixty departure, mm-hmm. then yes, everybody's like, "Oh no, don't do that." I could give you examples, but it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> I, I don't I can think of one right now that really really hurts mm-hmm. and that's Thundercats well that's, yeah yeah it's really really it's like they've de-evolved well yeah the thing is is it's not like they're destroying where Thundercats came from they're not but they're it's just like, adding a chapter you may not like the chapter but yeah i guarantee you if if that show ever comes out oh it's out and it's oh every, they it's everywhere and people are pissed. really um, yeah it's like he man's getting the royal treatment over here mm-hmm. they had the mike young series which was in the 2000s and it was fantastic then we're getting you know we're getting two new series we're getting no, okay let me i'm gonna stop you right there okay i'm gonna get too much into that you're not getting anything jeff that show isn't for you. I know, and that's a mistake. Okay? That show is for children. Just like Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not for you. Like, me and you, Turtle, we are shellheads by definition. Yeah. And those shows are not for us. And we have to be able to acknowledge that. Yeah. It exists. That's about it. You know? and, and way and over there. Thundercats just... Go is some kid's favorite television show. Oh, I feel for that child. I really do. Okay. That kid is going to grow up 15 years from now and he's going to doodle like in his in his college notebook Lion-O in the style of the Thundercats. You just get get prepared. It's going to happen. No. There there are there are deviant art pages right now dedicated to Thundercats Go. Ugh. Okay? It's a horrible thought. I'm not saying you have to like it. Yeah. But you have to appreciate the just for the lack of better term the guts to say we're going to take an established thing and just turn it inside out and see if we can make gold we may not be able to it may be great and no one like it it may be terrible and everyone like it transformers there you go Mm. 
but I would rather them do something off the wall and bonkers mm-hmm. and me be able to say, it's a fun ride, but it sucked. Yeah. Then just another rehash of, okay, there's Splinter. I know who that character is. Yeah. So, I don't know. We've yeah. gotten way off, way we off have. topic. We probably could cut all that out. No, no, no. It's staying in. No, staying in. It's staying okay. in because it speaks to the character and also the situation the character's always in. Mm-hmm. And it frames it in real world <laughs> mindsets. So, yeah, no, it's staying in. Plus, we've got plenty of time here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's staying fine. in. That's fine. Anything else? About Splinter. It would be nice to play as him in a video game. Besides Turtles Palooza. Rescue Palooza. Right, right, because it doesn't count. Um, You're right. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we talked about what we want out of video games. So, yeah. Yeah. would you want him to play... Like, because we're thinking modern, obviously. Mm-hmm. Would, would you want him to play like the Turtles? Or would you want it to be a different style of, 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 of play? Like more stealthy, maybe. Well, like I said, there would be like a segment where the you know one or you know all the turtles get kidnapped or something. Something mm-hmm. happens, and he's oh, switch it over, Splinter. Like in the third act, it's yeah. like oh, guess yeah. what? Too bad you leveled up, Mikey, because now he's in jail. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that be that would be kind of cool, and like kind of go through you know different level sets and like you know kind of round your character out, and mm-hmm. um, I like to see that. That'd be fun. Okay. Some stealth missions, use those rat senses and mm-hmm. all that other stuff, or you know, kind of like the uh, bat um, detective mode in Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. Series, yeah. I was thinking more like a like the um, the Mary Jane sequences oh, yeah, in yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, see, I'd be down with that. It'd be fun. Okay, if okay, th- th- we have a few few minutes to work work with here. IDW comes to Jeff and says, Jeff. We are planning a Splinter miniseries, but it's going to be like a buddy comic book. Who would you pair Splinter with for a four to five issue miniseries? I'd say Michelangelo, just because that's just does not seem like the, a likely duo <laughs> at all. I see. See, I would go. I would go because way they would more. not get along at all. I go, you know they don't. You're true. Well, there's there's still an established dynamic there. It's there still is. a father son dynamic. Good cop, bad cop. You know. See, I would I would pair him with Michelangelo's loose cannon, <laughs> <laughs> and Splinter's not. I would go with someone like Mondo Gecko. Oh, that'd be funky. Or or even Karai. Yeah. You know. Someone who is who there's not an established lore with Rat King. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I would not hate that. Um, who else would be good? Leatherhead. Maybe, maybe. I was thinking Fugitoid. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Especially if you like play up the mystic aspect of of, yeah. of, of Splinter's character. It could be a technology versus mysticism yeah. arc. Yeah, that'd be interesting. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, Jeff, I think I think we have we have squeezed this lemon. Yeah. As hard as we can. You got anything? Do you have any final thoughts, or did I already do that? <laughs> no, I think that about that about covers it. Okay. What are we talking about next time? Oh, that's a very good question. I want to say that I know, but I also don't want to be a liar. Uh, let's see. Next time on Shellheads, we dive back into Four Kids or oh, the Two K Three show. We're starting season two. Ooh, season two, part one, episodes one through thirteen. So yeah, write that down. Yeah. I know that is your favorite version. It was at one time your favorite version. It was. It was. So a trip down down that that memory lane will be... I'll like it. Oh, oh, and speaking of IDW, after we dive into season two of the 2K3 show, mm-hmm. episode 32 is going to be part two of our read-through of IDW. Ooh. So exciting. Very nice. Uh, and then after that, we have some some more really exciting ones, especially episode 33. Not going to spoil it. Nope. Because it's a banger. Um, Jeff, where can we find you? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade in the Brandon Crossgates area of Mississippi. We specialize in video games mm-hmm. and everything related to that. Um, we do birthday parties, host game tournaments uh, like Smash Brothers, uh, more other stuff coming soon, hopefully. Um, uh, 500 plus games, Nintendo, Sega, Sony, Neo Geo, all that kind of stuff. Retro, new um if you're in the, the Crossgates area, folks, uh, and looking for something fun to do on the weekend, come please come check us out. We'll, you'll have a great time. Yes, you will. He has windjammers. I do have windjammers. Wind, not, like, not like the new windjammers. Like, we're talking like the stand-up yeah. and play at the arcade Neo, G, Neo Geo cabinet windjammers. And if you're wondering what the heck is windjammers, think Pong meets air hockey meets extreme frisbee and everything 90s that makes it great yeah it's 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 like super competitive pong yeah yeah it's cool it's it's taken me a quite a while to track this down and it's one of our very top uh featured games uh or and it's one of our top most played games so it should be it's cool yeah please come check it out it's really cool like always, you can find Shellheads on the Reality Breach Podcast Network. Um, the Reality Breach Podcast Network is where I keep all of my podcasts. Uh, me and Jeff actually recorded a episode about Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. uh, the, the new movie. So check that out on the Rebree feed. Not for children. No, 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 no. See, we, we keep everything G-rated over here for Ninja Turtle stuff. The Reality Breach feed is, is for adults yeah and yes yeah so ask your parents permission before listening to reality breached or wait till you're 35 and out of the house 35 (laughs) that's my story and i'm sticking with it (laughs) well 
If this is your first episode of Shellheads, I hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next time. Uh, by To do that, subscribe. The best places to subscribe are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, if you still can't quite find us, visit realitybreached.com. There you'll find a link to learn how to subscribe. Uh, or you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter. We have all kinds of places for you to find us and listen to us. So visit realitybreach.com and tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jack. And we're Shell Hill. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.